says his prayers at night can change to a wolf when the wolf bane blooms and the full moon shining bright. Welcome, everyone, to Lucha World Podcast, episode number 65. Uh, Fredo going solo again. Kurt is still on assignment. He's actually watching every episode of Lucha Underground, for those of you who are wondering where he's at. He's pro- he's promised he's going to watch every show from start to finish. And when he returns, he will give us a complete rundown of the entire s- first three seasons of Lucha Underground. Uh, I was planning on doing this podcast last week. Didn't have time to do it because the only real time I had was right after Lucha Underground. But then the Dodgers were playing um, the Cubs that day. And that game went rather long. Despite Actually, I could have probably done it because I think that was the blowout at that point. Uh, yeah, that was the game where they... No, I don't think that was a blowout, but that was like a that was a long game. Um yeah, I guess I should talk about baseball first because I'm. I should I should mention congratulations to the Chicago Cubs for winning because they really did they they earned it. Um, they were the better team. Um, how the Dodgers won two games and almost came close to winning a third game had they not made that had Roberts not made that mistake in game one, where he decided to. Um, I think he he overthought that inning, and really loaded up that loading up the bases to get to. To get Chapman out, I mean that thing that wasn't going to work. Um, probably something he probably reg- I, I, he definitely regrets it because not only not only was that would that have been the a game one win, but they would have been a left handed pitcher, which the Dodgers rarely beat. I mean they struggle against left handed pitching. I mean all season long. So yeah, once once the once once the Cubs bats warmed up against Kenta Maeda you pretty much knew it was going to be and Kenta not just Kenta Maeda but Julio Urias too um you knew it was going to go you knew it was an up, uphill battle for the Dodgers um but still you know it was a it was a fun series despite those two those two horrible final games um let me see what else was I going to talk about um yeah I was going to I was going to do it on on Wednesday night Game ran long. Then I realized there was another game on Thursday. I wasn't home on Thursday too, so um, Friday was the only other option. But as most of you know, that's like the that's the day we all sit around and watch CML on Claro Sports. And I definitely wanted to watch that because um, it was Block B of the Universal Tournament. And as everybody knows, we love tournaments. Actually, we don't, but it it did have Volador Junior and all these other guys in it. Um, 
And I think it was more curiosity of, to see who was going to be the one facing um, Valiente. Yeah, the big news this past week really came out on Saturday where uh, Solo Wrestling, the website that interviewed Jack Evans about a couple of weeks ago, um, they they reported that Jack Evans had been fired by AAA. Uh, if you if you were following um, this past this on Sunday, if you were following uh, the the Lucha Underground Twitter account, you'd know that. Um, well, actually, not their Twitter account, um, just social media in general. Jack Evans is still with Lucha Underground. He re- he worked the Phoenix show, one of the Phoenix shows. I think it was the the noon show. And so, th- those of you who were wondering if he was gone from Lucha Underground, he's still there. It's about the same thing as on um, Phoenix, Ray Phoenix, and Sexy Sexy Dulce, Sexy Star, where they're still part of Lucha Underground but are no longer with AAA. Uh, Jack, I mean, I admire what he did because he did voice. He didn't just talk about himself and and his struggles with with his situation in AAA, but really, he really shed a light on on why so many of the guys are 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 leaving or not satisfied with their current situation in AAA. Um, that comment he made on La Parca, I don't know why, I, I understand why La Parca got offended by it, but it's not something that no one else thought or has said publicly. I mean, it's, there's a lot, there's a lot that's been said privately about AAA and La Parca, but that was probably one of the tamest things that I've heard anyone say about La Parca. I mean, somebody saying, and you know, it's also because in Lucha Libre, you really don't, in Mexico, they don't really they don't really put down guys' work rate. Like, I talk to guys and and they, they don't even like they don't even talk. Like with Electroshock, he's working in IWRG, and I know a few guys from IWRG who, I mean, they don't say he's bad, but they because they understand he's a name, so they'll 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 refer to him as being a big name and somebody that they have to be to you know to earn to increase their own reputation, but it's not a they don't really talk about the his work rate or anything, and well, I think that's that was one of the, the one of the things that happened with Jack over La Parca. And really, I don't think the comment on La Parca was the was was really the 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 downfall for for Jack. I think it was really the everything he just everything he said in the interview and in, interview talking about Conan and how the the Triple um, A TV has been much worse without him. The problems. The problems going on with the AAA office and the talent, and how difficult it is to get them to listen to you and and take your suggestions. Which obviously, I think we just I think him getting fired kind of points points out the issues that AAA has with talent. Um, I kind of I kind of at the same time I think Jack kind of knew this was this there was a chance that this could happen. I don't think he expected to be fired, but maybe like, I mean, really, the comments he made, worst case scenario, you, I think you, you maybe keep him off Star Battle Japan, the the show that's ha- coming up this week, maybe one of the TV tapings, but I, I don't think, I don't think you, I don't think it, I don't think they should have fired him for, um, for the comments he made. You have to be able to, to take some of the criticism and sometimes the, the criticism is going to come from your own, um, your own talent. I mean, there's a lot of guys who will privately talk about their promotions and stuff that, that goes wrong in that promotion. Jack went, went the wrong way, making them public. 
but it's like like I was like like you like he's his mentality is more it's more of the American mentality where if something's going wrong here in the U.S. we're gonna voice our displeasure about it. Whereas in Mexico, wrestlers don't really do that as much. Um, hopefully that gets resolved at some point because I think he I think AAA I don't know why they would even fire him considering the lack of talent they have in that promotion right now. They have Dave the Clown. I mean, I, there's promoters that are getting talent from AAA that are getting Dave the Clown as part of the Psycho Circus package. And I don't know. That's just not equal value to what Psycho Clown was in that. And then there's other people. That, I mean, some of their shows look so dreadful. I mean, Big Mommy's in the, on cards. I mean, they, they can barely fill a, a, a lineup without bringing in the Lucha Underground crew, which... <laughs> It's going to be more expensive than actually having Jack Evans there who lives in Mexico. So I don't know. I have no idea what they're... It's just it's just silly for, for them to fire him. I mean, they, they're not adding anybody. They've had so many guys they've let go. I mean, Taras, Cibernetico. I mean, yeah, you could, you could replace Cibernetico. You could probably say Cibernetico. They replace Cibernetico with Pagano and be okay with that. But then you're you're the rest of the talent like Ray Phoenix. They haven't added anybody to replace any of those guys. It's just a it's it's a it's a it's really a the situation in AAA is really weird. Hope I mean like I I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean they they brought in Vampiro to I don't I don't think he's the level of I I mean Triple Mania just why that one the first time he did the announcing I think it was the what was it last year's triple mania where he couldn't like he complained on Twitter about not knowing who not getting any information from, from the office concerning talent and who's going to be on the show. So I don't think he's one of those guys who's going to be like scouting. Like I, like that's the one thing Conan, you you could, you could knock him for a lot of stuff, but he really does scout, scout talent. He knows talent. He, he actually goes out. Like if, if he tells you if he, when he does his podcast and he talks about how, how um send videos so he could watch them he'll actually watch the videos he'll actually like he actually scouts talent i don't see vampiro doing that and i don't think anybody in triple a right now is doing that um i actually the other thing for jack evans i mean he talked about he he kind of insult he the the, the interview he kind of put down the the triple a office in a in a way maybe it was better for him to leave triple a cuz to get fired by AAA because if you if you hear about the the how they get booked, I don't think he would have gotten the, the the level of bookings through the AAA office because of it. So maybe he's he's better off just going on his own and finding the bookings. Uh, I mean, I know he's he's gonna he's gonna. I, I mean, there's the Crash promotion. There's other there's a lot of indie promotions out there that could always use him. He could get more U.S. bookings. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is a weird situation. It's it's weird because you, I want to talk about positive stuff about AAA, but there's never anything going on. And we'll probably have later on, I'll talk about some other stuff on AAA. And it's not positive either because it's from Conan's on podcast. And it, it, there's some interesting, he had some interesting stuff to talk about, including uh, this really funny story about Joaquin Roldan's, um, how Joaquin Roldan actually has a thumbtack budget. And so I'll talk about that in a bit. Um, I want to get to CML because um, there was a couple of um, the Universal Tournament happened. The first two um, 
block A and block B. Block A had the surprising victory victory of Valiente. I mean, I don't think anyone had Valiente winning that block A turn uh, part of the Universal Tournament. And he actually beat some pretty big names. He beat Nero Casas, Maximo, and Ultimo Guerrero. I I don't think I think when I the last podcast I did I think I had him fifth or sixth overall as the likeliest one to win. Um, I don't know if maybe Barbara Carvernario not being being in the in the in the tournament maybe that kind of like changed their plan. I don't think it was that because even even if you think about that um, before we get to the the rest of it, um, Volador Junior won Block B um, this past Friday over La Mascara. When if Volador Jr. winning, I don't know if maybe that was the plan all along to have Volador Jr. win Block B, but with Valiente winning Block A, I it's 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 kind of weird because if you rem, if you go back to the that one um, in that tournament Block A, Volador Jr. actually had some rivalries with with Ultimo Guerrero, and then one with Mystico. Um, if you watch all those Informa shows. You'll always notice Volador Jr. and Ultimo Guerrero do not get along on that show. They either really do a great job of making you believe that they don't like each other or they really don't like each other. Volador Jr. and Mystico always have weird issues when they're together with um, as the Sky Team. And then they end up with Valiente, who's the one that actually gets along with Volador Jr. Um, I found that interesting. Um, Valiente, I kind of think he got the ulti- the Ultimo Guerrero, the win over Ultimo Guerrero because of um, he that one last Informa he did where he really praised Ultimo Guerrero. Um, if he beats Volador Jr., maybe that's that's going to be part of that whole thing where he praised both of them. Um, it's weird. Ever since Valiente started wearing the the tiny pan- the tiny trunks, he's been getting a, a little bit more of a push. Um, we'll have to we'll have to keep track of this. Um, this push to a um, tiny trunk situation for Valiente. Um, Volador Jr. beat La Mascara, like I was saying. Um, a lot of I, th- I actually thought when Valiente won that La Mascara was going to be the one he would face because the other Rudos were basically, I think, Ray Bucanero, Luciferno, Festo. I mean, th- for those three to actually win, I thought they had no shot of winning. Um, I, I don't think I, don't think I had, when, with Valiente winning, I didn't think At- Atlantis was going to win. Um, Dragon Lee. I didn't think he would win either because there's nothing with him and Valiente from the past. But Volador Jr. versus Valiente, I think that's a that's an interesting matchup. The other thing on um, this past Friday's um, during the Universal Tournament, La Mascara faced Dragon Lee. La Mascara got help from Rush, which is con- continuing on their the the whole Ingobernables reunion, and. At the end of the match, after he he helped distract the referee so La Mascara can beat Dragon Lee, um, Dragon Lee was not happy, demanded a hair match with Rush, which I think would be great. I don't I don't normally brother versus brother feuds don't really work well in um, in wrestling. I don't think I, I I think they always end up having like this weird issue where the the fans don't really fall for it or something. But um, I actually can believe Dragon Lee versus Rush just because Rush is such an asshole. I mean, he he comes across as such a, an asshole. And Dragon Lee's like this really aggressive technical. And 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 fans actually, I could I could totally see that working well. Um, 
I was hoping they would do a La Mascara Rush versus Dragon Lee Mystico match for this upcoming Friday Dia de, Dia de Muertos show. But instead, they're doing um, they're doing La Mascara. They're doing the Relevo, Relevos Increíbles. That's what they're calling it, Relevos Increíbles of Los Ingobernables, of La Mascara Rush, Pure Oath versus the Guerreros Laguneros. Um, I should I, I would have just gone with um, Dragon Lee, Mystico, and Caristico in that in that match. I think Dragon Lee, Mystico, and Caristico are, are working are wrestling um, the Hijos del Infierno on that show. I don't know why they didn't just do the that match instead. Um, should be. I I, I meant, I'm really curious to see if they continue with that feud. Hopefully, it do, I I hope they do something with that. I like the idea of a La Mascara Rush feud. Um, but back to Valiente versus Volador. Um, I really I, I'm really curious to see how they they do. I think it'll be a good match. Volador Junior. This this probably will continue the string of Volador Volador Junior having great matches on Fridays. That's really been the I, I I can't remember the last Friday where we didn't have at least one good match, um, because the last even this tournament even during these tournament the last two weeks of tournaments where tournament matches haven't been, I mean because really the tournament matches haven't been very good. Um, the Volador Junior La Mascara match was okay. I did like the Valiente Ultimo Guerrero match a little more because that actually had um. Ultimo Guerrero kicking out of Valiente's finishers, so I actually thought he was going to win. And that's I think that even added more to the surprise that Valiente won. But um, in those two on those two shows, um, the ten fourteen um show, Dragon Lee Guerrero Jr. and Mascara Dorada teamed up to face Guerreros Laguneros. That was really good. Uh, Mascara Dorada has been amazing in this. I mean, it had this. That guy's been amazing in the in this tournament and on these shows. Uh. I, I think they're going to miss him when he leaves. And I think he's going to miss CML because he's not going to do a lot of the stuff in um in WWE, but I think eh, you know, you got to take he'll enjoy his time there until um they finally cut his um I'm sure there's going to be moments where he's going to wish he was in CML where he could be a little more creative. I don't know I don't know how creative he's going to get to be in WWE. Um that same show on the 1014 show they had the Dinamitas back. Horrible. I thought that was horrible. Somebody needs to stop booking those dim, the dinamitas. The following this past Friday, they actually had the the junior. They're calling. I guess I don't. I think they call them the 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 just the familia dinamita or junior dinamitas. And their match was really good. Um, Cuatrero, Forastero, Sanson versus the Panther, Blue Panther Junior, and Esfinge. Good match. Um, I really hope they start putting more more focus. Ancuatrero and Sanson and Forastero. Why those guys aren't more often on Tuesday shows, I don't know. Um, that Nuevos Valores show, they they just... I, 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 the only thing they had is Drone. Really wish they'd put more focus on that. Um, this past Tuesday show had um, Drone's debut, which you could tell he looked really nervous in in his debut match. The the they didn't really want you to know who he was or anything. At some point, they must have decided that they couldn't cover up who he was um, during the match. He the only thing that you knew that that told you he was Hombre Bala Junior was um, he did this um, he did this um, the Arabian press 
which he's done in the past. And I, he, I think he does a Spanish fly in a similar, uh, not a Spanish fly, uh, yeah, a, Span- a Spanish fly. Some, he does a move where it, 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 it looks exactly like that. Um, the following day on CML Informa, Drone was, an, was one of the guests. And he was, for some reason, like, he made a comment where he was talking about um, his debut. And then, like, midway through it, he decided to say, uh, for those wondering that he was Hombre Bala Jr. Um, I thought, I thought, I, I was glad that he was able to get that out. Because he, he looked so much, he looked relieved he could finally admit that he was Hombre Bala Jr. Uh, everybody pretty much knew it. Uh, the tell, how I found out it was him, um, if you notice, on his, he has a lip piercing. And the voice ex- sounded exactly the same as 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 as, um, as Hombre Bala jr when he first did the when he first at the press conference when he did the drone um when he did his promo he had to really like talk really slowly and 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 force his voice a little more and when he finally showed up and informed and finally did admitted he was hombre bala he he um he got to be a little more um more more uh he sounded more like like himself uh, and you know the Good for him. I mean, he's he's he 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 brought up how he thought Hombre Bala Jr. had reached the point where he wasn't going to get in, get any go any higher with that character. I wish he did because I actually dug the the look. I actually like the Hombre Bala Jr. look more than Drone. Um, Drone to me kind of looks like kind of looks like a, a cartoon character. It doesn't look it doesn't look it, like I was saying. It kind of looks like a a combination of what the Blue Blazer and and Lasertron. One of the versions of Lasertron kind of kind of looked like, and I I don't think it looks as 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 good as the I thought the Hombre Bala Junior looked good looked good, maybe maybe CML just didn't want to put as much in behind that character because it wasn't their character, I don't know. Um, hopefully, I, just from looking at the most recent lineups, he's kind of higher on cards now, so. Hopefully, I, I I would hope they would focus like I don't know maybe put him in a main event match on on Tuesday. I mean Tuesday's supposed to be a, a a Martes de Nuevos Valores. They're really not doing anything. They started that that whole thing, and I think the first couple of shows they would have at least one or two guys in the main event that norm, normally weren't in main events. But lately, they haven't really been doing that. So I don't know why they don't just do that. Drone. I mean, I think he could do well in, in those in those main events. I mean. He's he's no he's no worse. He's he's a lot better than Diamante Azul and Diamante Azul is main eventing some CML shows and he sucks. Um some other news from CML. Um the Sabado Retro show is on Fox Deportes. I think I don't think I brought this up on on the last show, but they've the they've had the last two weeks have been um I guess they they're they're doing um one Sabado Retro is covering um, two weeks worth of um, the CML sh- show on Fox Deportes. It's on every Friday at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, the first week they had the, if I'm, I'm trying to remember this correctly, I think it was the second match and the main event. And then this past week with the third match and the semi-main event from the September 3rd tapings. Um if that's the plan, because I think every couple of weeks they they don't they do they have boxing at Arena Coliseo, so hopefully that will continue. So I'm guessing like in 
maybe not this this up not these next two weeks, but in three or four weeks, we we might get Puma Tiger and Echiseto teaming up. Um, it's it it's something new. I really like the the the, the way it looks because it's Arena Coliseo. I really missed watching the shows that they would do at that at that in that arena. Um, Super Porky's one of the announcers. He's okay as an announcer. Um, the 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 bad thing with them splitting the shows to every like two shows, one taping covering two two weeks of um of the Sabado Retro shows, is that we're getting a lot of Canelo Casas, Archangel, um, Arcangel, um, Scandalo. We're getting a lot of those matches that you don't really want to watch. So unfortunately, that's going to continue. And some of those, I don't know. I mean, some of those main event matches don't don't look that promising either. But for every show where we're getting those those matches we don't want, we're going to get Echicero, Puma, and Tiger. So that's that's um that's the good thing out of all of that. Um, Ring of Honor announced the that they're going to have they're going to have female female wrestlers for their. I think they're November third and fourth shows in Texas. I might be off on the dates on that, but they're Texas shows, and they announced they they said that they were going to have two um, two CML luchadors, and they announced that they were going to be the Panther and Misterioso Junior. Um, I actually think the Panther will do well. Uh, Misterioso Junior, I think he'll do fine. Like I was saying, I think a lot of us who watch CML kind of get tired of watching these guys so many times because we watch them in so many of the sim- similar trios matches all the time, so or the same matches where it just it just really bores the 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 hell out of us to watch these guys, and and them going to Ring of Honor, they're gonna they're gonna get to do something different. I'm not sure about Mysterioso Junior. I hope he's gonna be a little bit more of um more creative in the ring. Um, the Panther should be fine. I don't. I don't see him having a problem there. I'm hopefully that you know. Worst case, they end up being in the same in the match together. So at least the Panther can um, do a crazy tope into Mysterioso Junior. I wish they would have had Cranio in that. If anything, as I mean, Cranio is very underrated. And but the worst thing you could, the worst thing you could have Cranio get toped by every single person in the in in his match. Um, I also like that Ring of Honor had us tweet out guys we wanted on the sh- on their shows, and I think I think so far, I think we're maybe like three out of like seven or something because I, I think they have they booked a lot of guys that I don't think anyone would have wanted Mysterioso Junior or Okumura, Angel de Oro wasn't really mentioned, so so um, but yeah I think the Panther we I think I think he did get some mentions, um, Dragon Lee's returning for ba- final battle. And I think the weekends, the weekend shows for that in, in December um, for the final battle show. And I think he's getting a TV title match. Not sure if it's final battle or the TV taping that same weekend. Um, I don't really follow Ring of Honor. so Because for one thing, I don't get Ring of Honor on my television. I know everybody's going to tell me you could watch it online. But honestly, between watching CML, CMLL, AAA, IWRG, Lucha Libre Elite, all the indie wrestling that gets uploaded by um, all these people who are posting Lucha Libre Boom matches and Cara Lucha matches and all this other stuff. I think I think Ring of Honor is probably and Lucha Underground also. Ring of Honor, TNA, all this WWE. It's kind of like in the at the very end of stuff that I really want to watch. 
Um, but yeah, hopefully these guys do well. I'm sure they'll do well. Um, what else is going on in um, CML? Yeah, that's about it with CML. Back to AAA. Um, Conan's Podcast Boom, episode number 24. If you haven't listened to it, highly recommend it. Um, he talked a little bit of, about Ray Phoenix and how um, AAA is contacting the Boxy Lucha Commission's not just in Mexico City, but in Tijuana and other parts of Mexico, telling them that he's he's um, he's not allowed to wrestle. He, that t- kind of time trying to get them to tell um, not not have him wrestle on shows, um, telling them that he still is under contract to them. And uh, Conan mentioned he he really would like to see them prove that they have a contract where Phoenix isn't allowed to be on um, these shows. It's it's a really good show. Um, the the other thing on on, on Conan's um, podcast boom, really the highlight highlight for me was um, a fan asked, wanted to know why um, Eterno, Violento, Jack, and Kira weren't in um, AAA for a very long time, and um, Conan decided to give his opinion on. Actually, he gave he he mentioned on um, why they weren't there. I think um, he. Uh, <laughs> He started out, he went one by one, talked about Eterno. I think Eterno, he mentioned how Eterno broke his leg um, er, at one very early in his time with um, AAA. Yeah, I think it might have been, because I think they did the Anarchia trio. And I think a few weeks into that, he broke his leg. And um, they were, he, Conan was talking about how um, Eterno broke his leg. In, on a, he can't remember the tapings, um, but it happened at um, outside of Mexico City. So instead of instead of taking um, Eterno, who had suffered a broken leg during the match, instead of taking him to the hospital, a nearby hospital in that city, they decided to have him wait, travel back in the bus for four hours, and then they would take him to the hospital in Mexico City. Um, so basically, he had to go in pain through to the to um, he spent four hours of pain on the bus back to Mexico City. Um, Conan kind of mentioned that that pretty much was the end for um, Eterno wanting to be in um, AAA. Uh, I'll go, I'll get to Violento Jack third because the second one was Kira. Kira was the third one they asked about, but I wanted to mention her um, second because the Violento Jack one leads to a, a pretty funny story. Uh, with Kira, he mentioned that... Um, oh, and the other thing was... Um, I don't think Eterno, Eterno was um, well liked by um, the Roldans, so he pr- they pretty much just decided not to bring him back. Um, with Kira, um, Kone mentioned that the the Apache sisters were very anti um, professional with her; they didn't like her. Um, the Roldans didn't really like like her. They didn't hate her, but they also didn't think they, that they wanted her to lose weight. In order to to keep her going, and um, they I guess they liked her work, but they thought she was a little too um, she was she was a little too chubby for them. Um, Conan mentioned that Kira doesn't have a problem with the way she looks, and thought they were crazy, so she ended up not going back to AAA. Um, they try, Conan mentioned also mentioned that they tried to get her to come back right after he had left AAA. And she turned him down, and she's been working in independent. She worked on um, the crash show with that um, Conan 
Conan's a, a part of. Um, she works a lot of indie shows in Mexico City. Uh, she's a really good. She's very talented. I'm surprised. Um, I'm surprised CML didn't bring her in when they brought in um, Haruchita and Metallica. If they brought in Kira, I think Kira probably would have given um, Zuxi's a, a run for her money as the best worker in um, CML right now, as far as the females go. Because um, I mean, really, Metallica is already probably the the fourth or fifth fifth female wrestler in um, in CML CML, and I mean. That's, I don't know if that's, because she's pretty good, but I mean, that that kind of just tells you how weak the, the women's division is right now in CML. Um, Harochita and Sinali are pretty new to the promotion, to CML, and they, they're already pretty much, they pretty much already surpassed some of the other women in um, CML. Um, yeah, so Kira's been working a lot of indie shows. She had no interest in returning. Um, Violento Jack... Conan mentioned that Joaquin Roldan did not like um, his style. He wasn't really fond of Lucha Extrema as far as Violento, Violento Jack went at that time. I, it's, I don't think they had a problem with Lucha Extrema. Maybe they just didn't like Violento Jack um, because they later brought in Pagano. And Pagano, I'm sorry, I, I mean, Violento Jack is a lot better than Pagano. At least he can do some stuff in the ring. Um but the the idea that Conan had for Violento Jack was that he wanted to do Lucha Extrema with um I think it was Crazy Boy that he mentioned and Joe Leader. So maybe Joaquin was wise. I don't know, maybe we should thank Joaquin Roldan for not for, for turning down Violento Jack for that reason. Um The I guess so basically that's the reason Violento Jack wasn't brought back for because Joaquin Roldan didn't really really, really like like his style or wasn't as into it at that time. Um, the other thing Conan was talking about, um, they were they were coming up with. Um, I think I think it might have been Violento Jack. One of his matches with um, AAA, uh, they were gonna go buy. Conan was gonna go purchase some thumbtacks, and he was gonna get. I guess he was gonna get five hundred thumbtacks. Well, Joaquin Roldan told him that he only needed to buy fifty thumbtacks, because. He didn't want to spend too much money on um, on thumbtacks, so so then Conan was confused because thumbtacks. I think I think they sell them in packs of like I think two hundred, one hundred. I I mean I'm sure they might sell them. I I don't I don't really I'm not one. I don't really buy thumbtacks, so I wouldn't know. But I, I'm pretty sure last time I, I last time I I purchased thumbtacks, I think they are more than a. There's a lot. There, I think it's usually two hundred. So. Conan was saying he didn't understand. Um, if you're gonna buy 200 thumbtacks, if you're gonna buy thumbtacks, you're usually gonna get packs of 200 or more. Um, and he didn't understand if they were gonna have a, a, a match involving thumbtacks, 50 thumbtacks weren't gonna look as well as um, 200 or 500 thumbtacks. So he never understood that. Um, I just thought it was a funny story that that Joaquin Roldan had a thumbtack budget, budget, and um, I don't know. I mean, that kind of tells you the state of AAA with their whole, uh, if they're having um, thumbtack budgets. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just one of those things where you, you kind of, I, I really want to do a, a podcast where I speak a lot of glowingly positive reviews of AAA. But every time, every time we do a podcast, I mean, even the shows, I mean, Heroes Immortales, I mean, some of the stuff I'm just not into watching. And, and, and you know, it's weird because when I ask people, well, how, how, what do you think of the show? 
like they, um, Ring and Rock Stars. Uh, Liger Fever watched that, and he said he didn't like he didn't like that. He thought that show was horrible. So like, and then um, I know um, some of the guys who um, do the the gifs and all that stuff. They just they talk about how how bad some of the matches were. So it's just like I, I kind of I think I think I'm I'm selective viewing AAA at the moment based off what I would imagine would be the good matches. Um, the other promotion that I did, but I did watch a couple of show, matches from um, this is the other promotion that's going um, that I've been I, I I promised last time I was going to try to start watching a little bit more of their matches Elite. Um, the cool thing about Elite, if you find the unofficial Elite YouTube channel, um, it's called Liga Elite. Just type in like Liga Elite. It, it, I, I subscribe to it, but one of, the, I think I subscribe to it, but one of the things that they, they don't, I think they have it like private or something. I don't know how they have it set up where it doesn't show up in your um, subscription. So you have to actually look for it to find it. But one of the cool things they do is that they put the full show and then they they post the 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 split the split um matches. And so you know more or less what you want to watch or what you don't want to watch. And um this past week I saw they had um Blue Demon Jr. versus Ray Scorpion. And Ray Scorpion could probably be, I mean he's awesome, but there is no way I'm going to watch a Blue Demon Jr. versus Ray Scorpion match. I'm just not interested in watching that. Um, I ended up watching the Alley Park versus Caristico cage match just because I was curious. Um, we uh, we were talking about. I think if if you listen to Lucha Talk on MLW Radio, we were talking about how um, we one of these days Elite was going to top that horrible finish of the Rush Diamante Sun match from two weeks ago on one of the Tuesday shows, and Alley Park and Caristico. That match wasn't that bad. I actually kind of like the cage match. Um, usually, cage matches I'm just not really into. One of the one of the problems I have with Elite's um, TV show, they have a habit of replay, airing replays as the action's going on. And at one point, they were replaying the spot where um, LA Park power bombs Caristico on two chairs. But as you, right before they were replaying that, you could see that um, Caristico had set up a bunch of chairs. Like stacked on top of one on top of the other, not 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 like um, not like completely just the chairs placed, you know, side by side like they usually do, but the chairs just all like um, on top of one another, and um, they were going to do that spot where I think I don't I think Ali Park was going to either power bomb him, or um, Caristico was going to do like a, a Frankensteiner and and drop him on there, but we don't know because they aired a replay and they kept. They not only air the replay, but they like replay the replay, and it's just like it's like it's like a replay, and then like a, a the the another extended version of that replay. I don't know why they're doing that, but it was it, it really took away from the match. Um, the match itself was 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 good. Um, Ray Scorpion got in, interfered in the match. I actually liked. I the one thing you could t- you notice with Ray Scorpion in, on this in, in Elite. He comes off as such a great Rudo. I think that I think that kind of shows you, like, if you were to pick, if I, if you told me to pick the top two Rudos in all of wrestling, Rush is number one, and I really think just from seeing Ray Scorpione in Elite, he's the second best Rudo in all, of, and not just Mexico, but probably in all of wrestling. Um, both guys are fantastic. Um, I think that's what's helping Ray Scorpione that he's not being overshadowed by Rush. And also Ultimo Guerrero and all these other guys in um, 
in CML, whereas in Elite, he's he's kind of like the the main Bruto. Um, you have La, LA Park is well liked. Caristico gets a a, a back, depending on the arena is he's going to get like um, loved or hated. Um, whereas Ray Scorpion is just naturally a a a, a Bruto. Uh, and he looked. He he did really. He, I, I really dug that he came in and did attack L.A. Park. Caristico was a bloody mess in this match. The finish of the match was was a little weird. Where uh, L.A. Park and Caristico took down Rey Escorpion, and then um, L.A. Park helped Caristico climb out of the out of the cage. So he gave him the 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 win. And and last I checked, this is for the Liga Elite standings, at which nobody is really keeping track of. And I think even Elite has kind of given up on creep, keeping track of it because they. Did, I don't think they showed uh, the standings. I could be wrong because I didn't watch the full. Um, I didn't watch the the full um, show, so I, I don't know if they're showing the 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 the, the stand. They they might have had the standings on there, um, but it's weird because I think right now they have LA Park, Caristico, Ray Scorpion, Blue Demon Junior, Extreme Tiger, and Cibernetico are the only guys that are still in the Liga Elite tournament. So it's just really weird. I'm, I'm not sure what's going on with that. Um, the cage match, yeah, you guys should watch, check it out. Um, there's some stuff that, I mean, it's a cage match. Some stuff I wasn't really that into. Into I just really dug the the the, the crowd was really into that match. Um, Ray Scorpion was, I mean, really hated. And, I mean, the fans booed him. They, he, he comes off as a great Rudo in this Worst case, if Elite ever dies, I hope Ray Scorpion comes back to CML as and he gets proven. They, it's proven he could be a legit n- number one or number two heel in that promotion. Um, the other match that I watched from Elite was um, this trios match: Emperador Azteca, hijo de Alley Park, Zumbi versus Diamante, Doctor Caronte Jr. and Imposible. Uh, this is the type of match that should be going on on Tuesday shows at for CML. That never happened. Um, this is the type of match that if 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 CML had on Tuesdays, I think we'd all be watching the Tuesday shows every week. Um, maybe not at the top, but somewhere in the middle. Something like that would have been great. This match was wild. It kind of reminded me of the IWRG um, matches from like probably the mid two thousands or early two thousands where they uh, freelance and Mike Segura were were doing those. Were just doing crazy dives into the crowd. Um, I think. Guerrero Maya when he when he was multifacetico got into that also and Doctor Cerebro where they would just do dives and try to hit everybody in the crowd. There were a few times where these <laughs> there was one time I think it was um, hijo de L.A. Park did this tope towards I think it was Diamante and like nobody told the crowd they, they didn't they didn't go into the over the guardrail but um, the crowd when hijo de L.A. Park hit Diamante. You see the first row people there just like look shocked, <laughs> like they just look like completely like stunned that 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 dive happened without them being told or anything. Um, Imposible, the, I think it was Imposible that threw. Um, I think it was Emperador Azteca that he threw into the guardrail that broke the guardrail. I think it's just like this wooden um, paneling that they had. Um, yeah, that's definitely a match you guys should watch. Really liked it. I mean. All these guys for for a group of guys that are just like random dudes that you bring in Diamante. I don't think I've ever seen Diamante as as entertaining as I did in this match, which really says something about his time in um in CML. So 
yeah, that that definitely that definitely a good match. Go check that out. Um, now I have to talk about Lucha Underground because I thought that was probably one of the. I think it was the best episode from this season. Great show. Um, I thought all the matches ranged between good and great. Nothing was really that long. I think I think the the longest match was like I think the the the, the last two matches were probably under nine minutes, somewhere in the nine ten minute range. Um, the first match was uh, was was um, Diario Cueto doing the Dial of Doom thing with Formatanza, where he had to defend the title, um, the Wrath of the God, um, the whatever title, the Lucha Underground title he has. Um, I, I had them mixed up with Sexy Stars Bell title, which <laughs> that's gonna be even that's gonna be that I gotta talk about that too because I I think Johnny Mundo Johnny Mundo needs to figure out a better way to waste spend his money. Um, but back to the Matanza, Matanza face kill shot, really good match kill shot. I'm telling you, the first time I saw kill shot, I thought he was just the guy that I I kind of thought he was he was kind of like. He he had all these great high spots and stuff like that, and a lot of like strike strikes and stuff. But he didn't really he didn't really have anything in between, and I thought that kind of like it, 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 I wasn't as impressed with him. But man, he has really grown on me in the last this in the last several like this season. I mean, really the the Marty the match with Marty the Moth and now this match with Matanza. I thought he did really well against Matanza. Uh, Matanza looked great also. Um, I I thought Killshot he had no shot of winning which you know that that's pretty much the the whole thing with the Dial of Doom thing I I think when you look at that I don't think you think any of those people have a shot of winning um Matanza ended up winning with the Wrath of the Gods uh good match the post match stuff was great AR Fox debuted um, they didn't give him a, give him a name. They didn't they didn't announce a name for him or anything. They just they just brought up how this was a guy that um the way Killshot they went with what the way Killshot reacted to him like as somebody he he knew from his past and they were wondering who he was. Then AR Fox attacked Killshot, um, left him laid out, took off his dog tags, dropped them on Killshot, um, said said a few words, walked off. End of um, that segment. I thought it was a good segment really enjoyed it um the following thing that happened um they they had announced that there was a a trio the trios champions were going to be in action drago phoenix and aerostar um dario came out and announced that um that there was going to be a that this match was going to that this match was going to be um the winner of this match was going to get an opportunity to be the the 20th participant in the um, Astic Warfare, he announced that there was going to be uh, Astic Warfare was going to come back come come back on um, in a few weeks. I'm trying to remember what else happened on this. Um, they they were going to have a trios. They thought they were going to have a trios match, and he told them, and he he kind of reminded them that he kind of told them that there wasn't going to be a trios match. What was going to happen was. They were going to face off again, face each other in a three-way match, um, with the winner being the tw- getting earning the earning the twentieth spot in the Aztec Warfare. Phoenix, the last time he was in Aztec Warfare, I believe he was the first person in, so 
this was his chance to be the 20th guy in in that match um but the other stipulation in this match was that the two guys who didn't win the match weren't going to be a part of Aztec warfare so um so the, the this match um you could you could tell there was some editing in this match because at one point uh Phoenix got um busted wide open um I think he broke his nose in this match um because he started bleeding heavily, but if you notice when he when he when he when he um when when he, when he broke his nose, you just see him grab his face, and suddenly he's just out of the ring. Um, but the match was really good, great actually uh, for considering the stuff that apparently happened during that match. Um, Drago beat Phoenix and Aerostar. Um, I, I I just think these guys are really great. Um, Phoenix, props to Phoenix for just continuing that match. He did some cool stuff. I mean, bl- he bled a lot in that match. Uh, I'm glad that Lucha. I'm glad the El Rey Network. I'm glad the El Rey Network allows blood. And for any of you guys who actually watched this past um, week's Lucha Underground, I don't know if, how many of you guys actually tune in early, but they were showing Hellraiser. I think it was. Hell, I think it's Hellraiser. Uh, that shit was scary. I, I've. I. I know. I've seen Pinhead, and I've seen some of the characters from that that movie. I've never watched that movie, but I ended up catching like the final the the final five to ten minutes of that because I I tuned in early. That shit is scary. I have no idea. I, that, that stuff is like I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know who watches that stuff, but <laughs> I wasn't expecting that stuff. It kind of it kind of kind of freaked me out. Um, and that's from like 1985, I think. So I remember I remember that stuff when they were announcing that stuff when I was a kid and. I'm glad I did not watch that when I was a kid. That's all I'll say, because that would have given me some nightmares. Um, the match was great, definitely. Like just from these first two matches, I mean, I would have just said this was this was this was probably the best episode they had. Um, but then um, right after that, uh, right after Drago won, um, they 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 had a skit where um, Cobra Moon was crawling, crawling. She crawled into the men's room. To congratulate Drago, I guess Drago was init- at one point part of a, a the Aztec tribe that Cobra Moon was is a part of. Um, I have no idea what tribe that is. Maybe like a reptile tribe or something. Um, but Drago, um, Cobra Moon wanted him to return to the to the to the tribe. Drago turned her down. Uh, as they're talking, Vinny shows up, and he's. He, he interrupts them. Uh, Cobra Moon isn't pleased that he's there. <laughs> Vinny ends up eating pizza. He's eating pizza in the restroom, in the men's room. Um, not you know. I've been in in the. I've actually like as 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 you many of you have heard. We were actually at the at um. We were we took a tour of the temple, and I gotta say you know the restroom is probably not the worst place to eat pizza in the temple. You know, and kudos, you know, all you guys are, are pointing out Vinny eating pizza, but I think you guys missed the, the most important part of that whole of that whole um, skit. You know, props to Vinny for actually not passing gas in front of all the all the believers. You know, he actually went to the men's room and did that. So, you know, some of you guys should actually like uh, applaud him for that. Yeah. So the. After the after the Vinny after we see Vinny eating uh, pizza in the re- in the men's room, um, 
we get Prince Puma versus Mil Muertes, which I thought was great. Absolutely great match. Uh, Mil Muertes. I mean that guy's that guy's been that guy that guy has been solid in Lucha Underground. I mean it's it's weird because you watch him in Lucha Underground and then you watch you watch hit the the what he does in AAA as Messias and it just doesn't add up how how much I mean I don't think AAA is using him as well lately because he's the, as Messias he's doing that Team Trump stuff and so he he really doesn't get to show as much as he gets to show in I mean really I mean. We talk about lucha underground, and we there's there's a lot of r- luchadors in the promotion that don't get to show what they what they can do in lucha underground because they're 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 more focusing on their characters and storylines and stuff like that. So when you see them on on indie shows, they're so much better, like uh, Jeff Cobb and and Thunder Rosa. Um, I've seen them on indie shows; they look so much better at indie shows. Whereas in, in in Lucha Underground, they're they're a little more limited to what they do. Like I actually, I think I think Jeff Cobb as Matanza does a great job. So, but 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 you get to see a little more of what he does. And and I think if you've not seen Jeff Cobb without a mask, dude has a lot. I I think he has great personality. I have no idea how how WWE passed on that guy. Um, but back to this match, Prince Puma versus Mil Muertes. I thought it was great. Um, Puma getting the win with a 630 Centon splash. Awesome. Uh, hopefully that leads to something bigger for Puma, for Prince Puma. I really hope they do. I would love to see another rematch. I know Puma, they did like a, like a bit of a stare down between Prince Puma and um, Katrina. Um, not, I think there might, I think that might be the end for uh, Puma Mel Muertes unless they do something down the road. Cause it's a 40, 40 episodes something else is going to happen at some point um but yeah definitely watch that that was really good uh, also on this episode johnny mundo want, want, really wants a, ma- a match with sexy star for the gift of the gods title um he wants it bad, so badly that he brought back the briefcase the suitcase the briefcase that had um that had the hundred thousand dollars that he had ta- he had won or actually taken from Dario Cueto from I think that might have been season season one I can't even remember when, but um, but I know that happened. Uh, he Dario Cueto opens it up and notices you know he's happy to get his money back, and uh, Johnny Mundo tells him that it's actually not a hundred thousand dollars it's actually ninety four thousand three hundred seventy three dollars um, because he had to pay um pay someone off to fix a problem he had um. Uh, you know, really, Johnny Mundo could have done for. I think he could have, he could have, he could have saved that money, spent it some on something else. Really, if you're gonna spend ninety four thousand three hundred seventy three dollars, I think you could have had um, Dario Cueto put your name exclusively, exclusively on that Dial of Doom where it automatically lands on your name instead of facing Sexy Star. <laughs> but but you know hey that's his money he could do whatever he wants um but you know of course it's part of the their their whole um storyline with their feud and stuff like that um i think that's happening next week so yeah it's sexy star versus johnny mundo next week but this past week was really good definitely go out of your way to watch the lucha around episode um like i said matanza versus killshot good drago versus phoenix and arrow star versus Drago versus Phoenix versus Aerostar, great. 
Prince Puma versus Mil Muertes, also great. The skits were good. Dario Cueto's great as always. Really fun show. Um, highly recommend watching that. Let me see what else has ha- happened. Oh, at the end of the show, um, Rey Mysterio is talking to someone and telling them that, talking about Chavo Guerrero Jr., saying that he can't, both of them can't be in Lucha Underground. One of them has to go. And he's just there asking for um, if it's okay with the person that he's talking to that he get rid of Chavo. And that person ends up being Chavo Guerrero Sr., Chavo Classic. And um, and Chavo Sr. Did seem, didn't really seem to have a problem with it. Um, so I guess we're getting another Rey Mysterio versus Chavo Jr. match. So that's something that those of you who like that could look forward to. Uh, I'm guessing Chavo Sr. might actually get involved or something. No idea. Uh, hopefully he doesn't wrestle because I don't think the last thing... If 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 we've learned anything from watching the Dinamitas wrestle in that Legends show is we don't really need to see more older, past their prime, over 50, over 60 wrestlers coming back to wrestle again. Um Especially if they're not like, especially if they're not Negro Navarro or Black Terry or um, Negro Casas, somebody who's actually really good. Um, yeah, so Lucha Underground was good. Check that out. Um, check out those elite matches. The Friday CML shows, like I was saying, every week something good. Some there's always at least one good match on there. Well, thanks again, Mario, for listening to the podcast. Um, if you haven't checked um be sure to check out our the podcast on itunes stitcher downcast we're now on podbean also um so we should be there's numerous places where you can find the podcast if um the the podbean feed also features some of the interviews that's also going to be the the feed where um we'll probably add the other podcasts that we'll eventually add um we should be back next week talking about the Universal final between Valiente and Volador Jr. Lucha Underground, the most recent Lucha Underground show. Um, any uh, any news that pops up during the week? Um, I think Alberto is supposedly going to have a store uh, some news this week also. So thanks again for listening. Talk to you next week. <laughs>